Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Uh, yeah. So I have been uh, on memory lane this week. Um, well, the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I have had a very interesting life. I was just thinking, though, I mean, literally just thinking as I was putting the last touches on my look for work today. Um, I was just thinking, you know, I there's a danger actually being a middle class kid. You know, I'm one of the um, old relics of the black community <laughs> that remembers when St. Louis was a when there was a healthy, robust middle class here. And I was part of it. And I didn't realize that I thought everybody was growing up the way I was growing up. And, you know, I had 10 years of piano lessons. We traveled quite a bit, mostly to visit my dad's family in Pennsylvania. But, you know, I'd, I'd been to Chicago multiple times by the time I was a teenager. Um, I had visited other places. I had done other things. We'd gone to, as a family, we'd gone to Kansas City. Of quite a few places, I can't remember. No place super exotic, but because um, my dad really always wanted to see his family for his vacation. But um, that's still seeing something that a lot of people didn't see. We also had to go visit my mom's family, and she was in Alabama. So I was exposed to things, and I traveled. And, you know, my mom took me to lots of plays, lots of uh, artistic things. I I saw ballet. I... Um, I was basically what I'm trying to say is I was exposed to many things. I was a middle class kid. We were comfortably working class, middle class people. Uh, We got new cars every four or five years. Uh, I went to private school. And there's a danger in that, you know, because, you know, by the time I got to high school, after all those Reaganomics, uh, after high school, you know, things changed. My parents divorced, so finances were different. And then I was headed off to college. And then I met people who weren't middle class, who were upper middle class <laughs> or or just flat out rich. Um, and it was really fascinating. Of course, I had friends who were like me, like going to the financial aid office all the time. But um, for the most part, if you're going to college, especially if you're going that far away, you you had means of some sort and uh it's just a trap almost to be middle class because I grew up firmly middle class without middle class resources you know a lot of those people I'm talking about at school like their parents were able to buy them houses instead of living in the dorms they would buy them a a house or a condo or something to live in for four years because that was cheaper or you know, and then they could rent out other rooms to other people or sublet it over the summers or whatever. And it was like, wow, this is incredible. But if you don't come from means, it's really hard to understand because, you know, I have a little cousin, his family is, is wealthy. Like he's growing up in a wealthy environment and that's going to be his standard. But if you didn't grow up in a wealthy environment, then that's going to be your standard. And I think the middle class, I, and I'm not making this up myself, Ed Milet, and I want to say, uh, I know Ed Milet has said it. It's it's almost scary to be middle class because it it's almost a hindrance. It's better to not have anything and, and have ambition to try to get out of it than to be middle class because you just sort of are used to the middle. 
you know, it kind of builds a complacency in you. Um, and now that the middle class has been blighted, uh, I think a lot of people in between certainly 40 and 60 are like, what the hell? I mean, this is new for us because the dollars that we saw our parents spend don't go as far. And they were complaining about it back then. My parents were, my father was complaining in the 70s about how much groceries cost. Like he would lose his mind if he saw how much I spent on one cup of coffee. He would just lose it. Like he would, he would just be like, are you out of your mind? You could get a whole can of coffee for what you spend on, on. And I only drink dark roast. That's it. I don't get anything fancy. I don't, I don't do sugar. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going to be getting a crap a latte or whatever those things are. Um, so yeah, it's just fascinating. Don't be stuck in the middle. The middle is not where you should be aiming for anyway. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I I feel like those days are coming back for me sooner than later. I've got a lot of road behind me working for other people. And it's now my time to work for myself. This podcast has been a big part of that. This is a big part of my content catalog. So thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, reaching out to me in the various ways that you do. Um, and yeah, I have had a very interesting life. But you can get stuck in the middle and don't get stuck in the middle. If you're a middle class person or you're just aiming to be middle class, you know, just strive a little bit harder. Make good choices, you know, and uh, put yourself in a position to win. And I feel like we live in a society that is kind of cool with people, you know, not taking accountability for their own actions. And I hope that goes away quickly. You know, that's insane. And also, too, why does Donald Trump look so dumpty in a tuxedo? That was terrible. I mean, I get it. It's hard to follow up Barack Obama, especially in terms of looking dashing. But, dude, he he looked terrible. I mean, it's obvious he doesn't do anything but sit around and eat chips. And on top of that, um, he just looks so frumpty all the time. Like, who's doing... Get a tailor. Anyway, that's... <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I was focusing on stuck in the middle. And then for some reason, his image in that tuxedo yesterday popped into my brain. Um, yeah, that's unattractive. It looks like they're finally going to get R. Kelly in jail. Listen, I'm telling you, there are some horrific things going on. Um, and when you read the headlines, just know... There's so much more detail that you will never know because it's in the police reports. It's in the court documents and most of it's not sealed. It's just not for public consumption because I promise you it's always something more. So the inside stories of things that they're saying, uh, the stuff that we are hearing, you know, that they are airing on TV or whatever, or the media is talking about, I, I bet it doesn't compare to what, the police reports are going to sound like and you know he's an apex predator in my opinion and I do think he's guilty you can't say the same thing about somebody all these years and not it's never ever true you know what I mean I and I'm not talking about like gossip I'm talking about things that people have endured and survived and you know if one person endured it and tells it and it feels like the truth 
then someone else has endured it. And he, I mean, he needs to be stopped. I'm telling you, it's a lot of perversion out here. And while the internet is great, it's also like made it a highway for sex perverts. So, I mean, you can become hypersexualized without any real effort. And uh, someone who's already a deviant is, is, this is just gold for them. We had a predator here in St. Louis that finally got uh, arrested and charged, basically. He's already in prison for another sex crime, but he got charged for um, abducting and killing a girl 25 years ago, and I remember it. And I remembered her face. It was really sad. And the things that he did to her and how they found her, it's horrible. Um, I reread this story yesterday and it just, it's, dude, if we all knew the truth, we'd probably never leave our houses ever. That's facts. Hashtag facts. That's a dour note to end the podcast on, but it's what I was thinking. And, uh, that's just how we roll here. I got mad love for you. So sometimes mad love hurts. <laughs> sometimes mad love is sad. But, you know, it's uh yeah, it's, that's the world we live in. You got to roll with the punches. And I I constantly am trying to get people to go after their dreams, live their best lives cuz life is short. You wake up and you'll be 75 and you're like, "Where where the hell did all the time go?" Yes, there are horrible things that happen to other people. Yes, you have problems. Yes, you are frustrated. But just focus on the positive things. Know that the other things are out there. And if you want to try to help, do that. But don't let it hold you back. Keep pushing. Keep winning. We'll see each other in the winner's circle. I promise.
Seventeen. 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 Sevente